You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Rachel Goes Rogue. Hey guys, it's Rachel Savannah Levis, your host of Rachel Goes Rogue. So in episode two of Vanderpump Rules, I got triggered a little bit because when Tom said, I just miss her, you know, I just want to see her and give her a big hug. And then he says, I'm still very much in love with Raquel. And I'm hoping we can give our relationship a real chance. That was hard to hear because, you know, I really believed that I was in love with Tom. And I had to come to the conclusion that our connection was not love. I think that there was a lot of love bombing involved in that relationship. And so I wanted to bring on an expert who is very knowledgeable with love bombing. His name is Pastor Cal. Calvin Robertson is a speaker, acclaimed author, marriage coach, and relationship expert. He and his wife, Wendy, operate a marriage coaching organization. He is currently developing a dating app, and you may know him as an expert on Lifetime's Married at First Sight. Welcome, Pastor Cal. Hey, it's a pleasure to be here. Okay, so I wanted to get into love bombing because I've noticed a pattern in my relationships that involve attention, adoration, gifts, and those are the type of things that I felt special receiving and loved. And so I wanted to talk to you and get more insight on why people love bomb and what is it really? What is love bombing? You know what? I, first of all, I'm, I'm really excited to talk about this because, you know, there's been a lot of, a lot of talk about, you know, love bombing. Before I define it, let me tell you where it came from. Okay. Uh, love bombing actually, I guess it's from like back in the 70s or even earlier than that, from a time when religious organizations, mostly cult-based religious organizations, would use this tactic to get young people to join them. And so mm -hmm. what they would do quite often is they would, um, uh, you know, just shower them with love and shower them with gifts and do things sort of like just to, to, to ingratiate themselves and to bring people into their, into their, into their fold. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, more recently, I'd say, I don't know, the last kind of five years or so, we've seen a lot of the, the same terminology used when it comes to online dating and just in relationships in general. Mm -hmm. But there was a, a, a movie called The Mac. It's probably the quintessential example of love bombing where the leader uh, or the, the, the star, his name was Goldie in the movie. He would tell women he was a pimp. And he was pretty much telling women, you know what, look, baby, I can be everything. I'll be your mother. I'll be your father. I'll, I'll take you to the moon if you're not afraid. And these women would come in and, he, you know, string them out pretty much. So the whole idea here is that 
love bombing is just over flooding someone with gifts and love and all this other stuff or, or supposedly love and all these other things in the hopes of that person becoming attached. And then, you know, when that person resists or what have you, you know, of course, you know, they, they, they drop you. I think that that's the origin of it. However, when you look at the actual word, I think we do a great disservice to love by calling this love bombing. This is not love. This is emotional manipulation. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what it is. You're grooming, you're emotionally manipulating a person who might feel as though they, they might need love or they might need affection or they might need attention because of a hurt, because of something they're going through, et cetera, et cetera. And so as a result, you, know, you find a person who may be vulnerable in some areas and you take mm -hmm. advantage of that vulnerability, you know, mm -hmm. but it's, it's definitely not love. And we can talk about love a little later on as, as, to, as far as what love actually is, but this ain't it. <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm glad you clarified that because I've reflected on it and I can see how purpose of love bombing is manipulation and mm -hmm. it's to gain some sort of coercive control over the other person. And it's interesting that you say the origin of it came from cults and religious institutions mm -hmm. because the people joining churches or or cults are trying to find a place of belonging a place exactly. of acceptance and when exactly. they're greeted with open arms and told that yes you belong here yes we can show you all the love that you desire all the love that you deserve and it feels really good in that moment because you're like okay i found my people right exactly. but then you you know, like gradually over time, it becomes a control tactic. And absolutely, it's almost like uh, that phrase of a frog in boiling water, where yes. it won't jump out of boiling water, even though like it's going to kill them, because exactly. it's so gradual. And I feel like it's a similar manipulation tactic. Like at first, you just think that this person is so in love with you and they adore you and they're giving you right. all this attention. But then right. as the abuse comes up and the control comes up, it may be like once in a month and you think, Oh, that was just a one-off thing, you know? Yeah. And you like give it a pass, but then it comes up more and more frequently yeah. And before you know it, you're so emotionally attached to this person that yeah. you, you know, like you just can't leave. That's what yeah. I experienced anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's unfortunate because I, I believe that what, what happens is that we, we misinterpret, we misconstrue what love actually is. Rachel, I have a definition for love that I've used for decades, literally. And uh, it came from my professor in college, my psychology professor, and, and, I, and I looked at it and I, and I said, you know what, this makes sense. And, I, and I've adopted it, not only into my counseling, but also into my own life. And this is the definition of love. Love is an intellectual decision we make to fulfill another person's legitimate needs. Okay? Mm -hmm. It's a decision mm -hmm. that we're making to fulfill a person's legitimate needs. Mm -hmm. Now, with that comes patience, comes kindness, comes acceptance, comes tolerance. You know, it comes with that comes putting another person's interests ahead of your own. Now, that's mm -hmm. how we define love. So if someone's coming to you and they're showering you with whatever, be it emotional or, 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 or material gifts or what have you, just to get you into their grips and then that person is not returning you know patience kindness uh, love uh, acceptance you know uh, or tolerance but they're only returning possession okay that's not love mm -hmm. not by any mm -hmm. stretch of the imagination when i love you i am deciding to be committed to you i'm deciding to appreciate you 
I'm deciding to respect you. I'm deciding to value and esteem you. Okay. So when I talk, when we talk about loving someone, it's a whole different, a whole different thing as to what we see when people are love bombing. I call it, as I said, you know, you know, emotional manipulation. And people who fall into that, I, I, I turn the frame of a manipulationship. <laughs> you know, it's like they're in this this manipulationship where they're they've been tricked into this thing, mm-hmm. and now they're 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 attached, right? Yeah. It's not. And yeah. You made a statement. It's not that you can't leave, but it's that your heart is in it. Right. Right. Yeah, because you can leave. You can. You like, can you leave. Ha- yeah. You always have that choice, but it just feels like you're so emotionally wrapped up with this person, and right. maybe like. I think for me, feelings of, I don't know if I'll find anybody else that would love me the same way or, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it was, but for me, like I stayed in unhealthy relationships for far too long. Yeah. And just to speak to that, you know, you don't want to find someone else who loves you that way. (laughs) Okay. And I know quite often people have the fear, wow, will I ever find somebody loves me like this again well honestly if it's unhealthy you don't want to find that you want to find someone who loves you the way you need to be loved not Mm -hmm. someone who's loving you the way they want to possess you love is not possession right Mm -hmm. it's not no love has just as much giving as it has receiving you know Mm -hmm. but when it becomes one-sided it turns into possession it turns into Mm -hmm. jealousy it turns into you know, uh, uh, control Mm -hmm. and and manipulation. Yeah. So I just wanted to fill you in really quick because I, I know that you're not as familiar with Vanderpump rules as some of the listeners listening. in. (laughs) so I fell in love (laughs) with one narcissistic asshole. And after that relationship ended, um, after five years of being in that relationship, I fell into the hands of another narcissistic asshole. Sorry to say those words, but I, <laughs> I feel I've heard him like, it's okay. yeah, yeah. I feel, um, pretty passionate about it, I guess, because this is like all of my twenties pretty much. And I feel like I maybe missed out on some precious time learning these lessons the hard way. Mm. But in that first relationship, this guy told me that he loved me like one week after meeting me. And I thought that was a bit odd because how could you really love somebody so quickly? But we discussed doing a long distance relationship and I felt like I had nothing to lose. And so we worked it out and had a situation where he would come up to see me every three weeks. And then I would come down to see him every three weeks and we would just, um, kind of flip flop like that. And I think because of the distance away from each other, it allowed us to live in this fantasy where we were anticipating the next time we would see each other. And then Mm -hmm. whenever we did see each other, it was like, fireworks and the full nine yards of going on dinner dates and drinking wine and just very romantic gestures. So it kept me in this like, oh, this is this is a good relationship. Like this is something that you would see on TV and think that that's something that's, I don't know, that's normal, I guess. But After we moved in together, things started to change. And I noticed that his behavior, the way he would treat other people and the way that he would talk to me was not appropriate. And that's when our issues really started becoming relevant. And then, you know, after breaking up, I started dating this other guy who was on the show and he was in relationship with his girlfriend, who was also a friend of mine. And so that got super messy. And this affair lasted seven months and Mm. in that situation I felt like he was really giving me this undivided attention 
I was able to express my emotions and he could really understand what I was saying. And, and it seemed like it was on a deeper level than what I experienced before. And everything else went out the window. All my morals went out the window and he became like the most important person to me. Mm. Um, and you know, we, we would, go on trips together and stuff like that. And I, I consider that like a form of love bombing. I don't know. I think that there's like a part with living in the fantasy and I don't know, for some reason, whenever I'm dating guys like this, they become the most important person to me. Yeah. You know, you know, Rachel, um, thanks for sharing that. I, I think that what, what happens quite often is that, I, I think we all have a um, a love cup, um, and we, when we're when we're when we're born and as we're growing up, you know, um, that cup is filled by our parents. It's filled by our friendships. It's filled by people we care about. And in an ideal world when we have healthy relationships based on the healthy relationships that we've observed, then we're able to pour out of that cup into other people. But when that cup has not been filled because we didn't have those positive relationships or those positive examples or, or for whatever reason, you know, we didn't really become fulfilled. We, then we become needy and we want someone to pour into us. Mm -hmm. but if someone's pouring into an empty cup and that empty cup is constantly draining, we're not able to pour back and it's, it, we're, we're never fulfilled. And we're always wanting more. We're always wanting more. We're always wanting more because our cups are empty. And that sometimes the people who are pouring into you, their cups are empty. I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting what you want, with wanting to feel loved, with wanting to feel cherished with wanting to feel as though somebody cares about you. I think that's what we all want. I mean, that's, you know, in a hierarchy, uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, he talks about, you know, that, that need for affection, you know, and self-actualization. So I think those are things that we, that we, all of us naturally need. The problem is when, when people who are not good for us can smell that, they smell it like blood in the water. And they can see that you're vulnerable. And because they're empty, because they're not fulfilled, they take advantage of you. And, and it's, it becomes this ugly cycle. Based on what you told me, Rachel, one thing that is a problem here is that you fell in love. I don't think that, I don't, I don't believe you can fall in love. I believe every time you fall, you get hurt. Falling in anything, falling on the street, falling anywhere, falling <laughs> brings injury. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And whenever someone tells me, tells me I fell in love, I said, okay, fine. First of all, you did it wrong because love <laughs> is not something you fall into. Okay. What is it then? Love is something you grow. Okay. It's something you grow. Yeah. Love is about growth. When yes. I fall, I have no control over my falling. It's, uh -huh. And this is the mystic, this is the mystery of love. I think we, we mystify love to the point where it's like, oh, uh, love found me. I fell in love. It just, it just happened. And um, right. poof, I'm in love, right? But what uh -huh. happens, and remember we talked about making a decision. Next time around, find somebody who has compatible values to you. Mm -hmm. Someone who mm -hmm. has compatible values. In order to do that, you got to know what your values are. Right. Mm -hmm. You have to know what are those irreplaceable principles that you live your life by? What are my yes. values? Is my value loyalty? Is my value honesty? Is it family? Is my value kindness? Are these the things that I live by? The things that I need in my life to make me happy? Find out what your values are and then find somebody who has compatible values to you. And mm -hmm. even if their values are different, they, they must have uh, compatible differences. Like for instance, if you're an introvert and that person is an extrovert, then that might be a compatible situation because they could bring you out of your shell and vice versa. But what you want to do is find someone who actually has strong values, strong principles, 
and then make a decision. If this person has all that you, that you, if, the, if their compatibilities are suitable to yours, if their values are suitable to yours, make a decision that I'm going to grow with this person. And at that point, remember, you're growing in love, you're watering it, you're nurturing it. What happened to you is that you never built a foundation, a love foundation. So anything you were doing, whether they were gift strip or whatever, that's all just fluff crap. That's just crap. That's just fluff. But it's not real. That's, 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 not, that's not anything that's going to hold you. That's not anything that's going to make you feel good at, you know, you know, as you grow old or make you make you want somebody to to be by your side when you're when you're going through a, a terrible sickness or th this is what love is. I did a wedding last week and 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 in the wedding, I, some of the vows that I say are, are, are for better, or for worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health, forsaking all others till death do you part. Those are values, man. Yeah. Rachel, those are values. But people, yeah. unfortunately, are not looking for that anymore. We're looking for the fluff. Yeah. And fluff gets you a temporary high. Mm -hmm. That's it. Mm -hmm. But when you look at a couple who's been married 40, 50 years, and their bodies now are all wrinkled, and but they still look at each other and slap each other on the butt, and they're still turned. What is that? That's <laughs> not because they look great. It's yeah, that's because they love each those other. Values. Yeah, they've yes. grown into love. Yeah. They built a foundation. Yeah. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. I think it's so interesting too, because one of the ultimatums that I gave James, who was the first relationship that I was talking about, um, you know, mm -hmm. when his behavior wasn't in alignment with, with what my values were with treating mm -hmm. other people with respect, you know, I said, basically, if you don't stop drinking alcohol or like, if you don't get your shit together, I'm going to leave. Right. And he mm -hmm. actually stopped drinking alcohol. And I almost felt like I needed to hold up my end of the bargain and give him another chance. In reality, I guess I should have just ended the relationship there. But I also think it's interesting because now with season 11, Tom, well, okay. So I went into this institution called the Meadows, which is a recovery center, um, inpatient recovery trauma therapy center. And mm. I told Tom that there's a very high chance that I will not drink alcohol when I come out of here. He decided yeah. the weekend that I went in that he was going to stop drinking alcohol. Yet he couldn't stop drinking alcohol when he was, oh, this sounds so bad. Um, <laughs> When he was going to fertilize his girlfriend's eggs, he couldn't stop drinking alcohol and it became a problem. What? He now can stop drinking alcohol when I go into the meadows. 
And when he was asked about that on camera, I forgot what he said exactly, but it seemed like he was waiting to drink until I came out so that we could drink together for the first time. So I just feel like it's a manipulation tactic. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and it hasn't lasted. Like he, he's not, I mean, he's, he's drinking alcohol now that like, I'm not in the picture anymore, but is there a correlation there? Cause I just don't understand. Like, I just think it's a odd pattern that both of these guys had alcohol problems and then yeah. decided to stop drinking to like save the relationship. Them not drinking didn't save the relationship. No, it didn't. <laughs> right. So they, it wasn't so alcohol that was the problem. Alcohol either. was not the problem. No. It so was a was side a, effect. Yeah. It was a. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, so it was I, a I don't symptom. Think it, exactly. It, so it, it was not the main thing. And in relationships, we have to focus on the main thing. Someone said, well, what's the main problem? Well, what, you know, if, if, if you're drinking, there's some, there's a reason behind it. You know, if you're, if you're doing anything, there's a reason behind it, you know, and I think that the key here is to find what that reason is, you know. Um, uh, right now, though, I would assume you're not in any relationship, correct? Correct. Yeah, and I think that's the best place for you to be, you know, because because this is a recalibration time for you, a time for you to, to find out what's important for you, to find, a time for you to determine what your values are and to, and to go about this thing the right way. Well, you obviously are a person... Who, who craves a relationship, as we all do, don't ever think there's anything wrong with that because there isn't. There's, you know, I, I've seen people say, you know, well, you know what, forget it. I'm not going to be in any, that's, that's BS. Of course, you're going to be in a relationship. If, if that's something you want, then you're going to find one. What you have to do is, is simply just monitor yourself and make sure that, you know, the next time down the road, and there will be another time, as I said earlier, Make sure that that person is someone that you can see yourself with 10 years from now, 20 years from now, not because of what they have, not because of what they bring to the table, but because of who they are, mm -hmm. because of who they are. I mean, is this, is this a good person? Does this person, again, I hate to beat a dead horse, have values that are compatible to mine? You mm -hmm. know, I, I, I believe that I was telling uh, someone recently about a relationship and I was saying, you know, if you remember high school or middle school or whenever it was, you could, when building a volcano, you take a vinegar and baking soda, you put them together and all of a sudden it explodes. You, everyone's done that in school. There's nothing wrong with vinegar and baking soda. In fact, if you take vinegar and oil and a little salt, you have a nice salad dressing. If you take baking soda, put some sugar and butter and no flour in it, you might have the, you know, the basis of a cake. Uh, so the, there's nothing wrong with the ingredients. It's just that huh. when they get together, they're explosive. Hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you, I'm, I'm not saying that those people were bad. They were bad ingredients and they do not mix with mm. you. Mm. I like that. Okay. Okay. Find yes. ingredients. Find people who yes. have the ingredients that mix well with you and are not explosive. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Two questions. And it's like a double edged sword. One, is there a specific type of person that is more inclined to love bomb other people? And then two, is there a specific type of person that is more inclined to be affected by love bombing and become more attached to that person? Absolutely. Yeah. People who are more inclined to love bombing. Remember, let's go back to where it started back to uh, cults, that's when the term first made made uh, appearance in the tabloids and what have you. Back to, to cults where people were um, trying to get others to join their groups. It was a matter of control. Uh, people who tend to be controlling, people who tend to be, uh, who don't listen. And I use the word narcissistic lightly because it's actually a medical diagnosis. You know, so right. I'm, I'm not right, calling right. anybody. Yeah, so, but, but people who, who have control issues, uh, mm -hmm. People who have uh, uh, issues with um, uh, someone saying no to them, and you know, I, I learned a long time ago that when someone shows you who they who they really are, believe them. And mm -hmm. and if you see people who are who are mean to other people, if you see people who who look upon other people, people who, uh, let's say who may be uh, less financially stable, or they may uh, at a lower place in life or a different place in life or not. A, and if you're looking down on those people, 
Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's those, those are people who are generally control freaks, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, those are the people who, who are going to love bomb. You know, those are the people who are going to uh, manipulate you. Uh, people who are so focused on themselves and so focused on their own um, benefit that they don't care who they hurt. The people who are more likely to be affected by it are people, like we said, who are in need, people who are hurt, people who are who have not healed from some of their past trauma, whether it's uh, parental trauma, whether it's past relationships that you haven't healed from, or, or, or you just have pain inside that just has not been tended to. I'm a big mm-hmm. fan of therapy. I believe that everyone should get therapy and find out, you know, why is it that I keep attracting the same kind of person? Generally, mm-hmm. it's going to go back. I mean, almost, 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 I can say almost all the time, it's going to go back to uh, some time when um, you created a standard of what you felt love was or a standard of what you felt you deserved. Mm-hmm. And you, you've never gone beyond that standard. Somebody abused you in the past, you felt like that's what you deserved, so that you're going to look for that again. Someone mm-hmm. did, your parents treat you a certain way, you felt like that was the standard you created, that's what I deserve, so that's what I'm going to look for. Mm-hmm. So if you create that standard, okay, because of a past hurt, you need to talk to someone professionally who can help you to reform your standards. And look yes. at what, what, what actually, you know, is, is good for you and what's, what's bad for you. Yeah. I feel like my parents did the best that they could. Mm-hmm. My younger sibling had a lot of behavioral issues and actually like taking a step back and looking at that dynamic, there's a lot of similarities between James and my younger sibling. So I think it was like something that I was familiar with and something that I've accepted. Right. I'm able to survive in that kind of situation. And I viewed myself as someone who is patient and understanding and thinking that this person is misunderstood but then that Mm. empathy was taken advantage of so i can see how you know how that came and then i just wanted to follow up on something that you said you said when somebody shows you who they are believe them believe them and for me in my instance some people would say oh well rachel has shown us who she really is She's a liar and a cheater and someone who will betray a friend. Mm -hmm. Personally, I don't feel comfortable with that being my defining self. I think that this is more of a situation that's like, that is me, but that's that's me under somebody else's coercive control where I lost myself. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. What we're talking about is, does is is a person's ability to change. I'm a, I'm a big believer in giving people the latitude to change course. You may have lied. You may have been a deceptive person. You may have done things that that even embarrassed you, just, just to be honest. You know, things mm-hmm. that you are not mm-hmm. proud of. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, fine. We all do those things. I, I, I tell, you know, when I talk to groups, I tell them, look, if everybody stood around in a circle and took all of their worst traits and threw them in the middle so that we all could look at them, we'd probably all take our own worst traits back. <laughs> you know, it's like, because <laughs> when you look yeah. at what everybody else is doing, it's like, oh my God, I'm, maybe I'm not that bad. So I, I think that we all have things that we've done. Uh, we've all said things, done things, and we can be characterized by those things. Uh, you can't stop someone from characterizing you. But what mm-hmm. you can do is change course and make mm-hmm. sure that if no one else believes you, that you believe that you're a different person, okay? And ultimately, there's an old saying, and I always mess this up and my wife gets on me. It's like the people people who matter don't care and the people who care don't matter. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The people that matter don't care. They don't care. And the people that care don't matter. They don't matter. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. And so that's, yeah, so, and I think that that's, that's what you have to focus on because, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, if someone shows you, and, and I think the whole idea of if someone shows you who they are, believe them. I mean, if someone has repeatedly, someone has repeatedly been a negative source of pain in your life, and you're mm-hmm. trying to change them, you're trying to change them, but they never change. Believe that's who they are. 
But everyone, mm-hmm. even the worst people, have I believe that they 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 should be given an opportunity to change. You know, someone mm-hmm. says, you know, once a liar, always a liar. Once a cheater, always a cheater. That's crap. I don't buy that. I believe mm-hmm. liars can be great people. I believe cheaters can can turn their lives around and become great people. I think everyone has the capacity within us to be better than we are. We all have that capacity. Now, unfortunately, there will be people who are frozen in time. And whatever you did to them, they will always remember you for that. Can't do anything about it. All you can do is just be a better person, be the best person you can from that point forward. Eventually, they might see it. They may not. That's not your problem. So I think I was too patient in that affair. Like, I... I believe that Tom was working on breaking up with his girlfriend and he was telling me that he was actively breaking up with her and didn't want to be with her. And I believed him, but you know, like why I'm frustrated at myself that I didn't just like (laughs) put my foot down and then like, no, this is not okay. and, And left and like actually closed the door on that. I don't know. Can you speak to that? Yeah, I can. <laughs> um, you know what? Look, um, are you the kind of person who wants to believe in the be- believe the best in everyone? Yes, but now I'm not so naive. Right. But I do want to believe the best in people. Yes. Yeah. I feel yeah. like and- people are uh, innately good, but then I'm also learning that you know, good and bad is just a perception. It's not even. Yeah. Real. Yeah. 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 To some extent, um, I think there are there are bad things and there are bad people that are just empirically bad. Um, look, people who hurt children are just they're just they're just a badness there. I don't think that's that's perception. I think people who who uh, who who kill, you know, indiscriminately, not in self-defense, but who kill just intentionally without any remorse. I think those are bad people. I think that's yeah. There, there's a, there's a, 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 some kind of misfiring in the synapses in their brains or something that yeah. causes them to be that way. In the religious world, they're called, you know, evil or you know, just sinful people. But I think we all have a, a natural desire. Well, I want to think that we all have a desire for good, mm-hmm. even though we have a tendency to do bad. That's what mm-hmm. I. That's what I want to think. Yeah. If we all had a natural desire for evil, uh, you know, uh, you know, I mean, the world would be just in complete chaos. You couldn't trust your neighbors. You couldn't trust your family. So I think that there is something in us um, that that wants good. Yeah. You know, um, and I think that that's what you that that's who you are. But the problem is that when someone is is obviously doing things that are just outlandish you know and you're still saying well i want to believe you i want to believe you i want to believe you and they're still doing the same thing but oh but you know i'm going to give you a little grace i want to believe you mm-hmm. at some point you gotta slap yourself and you gotta realize wait a minute that person's not the idiot i'm the idiot i'm the idiot yes yes right yeah because yeah you you're doing bad things but I'm there still enabling. I'm there still, you know, cajoling. I'm there still, oh, you know, it's okay. It's okay. And then I said, well, you're, no, you're, no, he's not, no, that person, you're the idiot. <laughs> you know, because you're still there. Yeah. You're still enabling, you know? Yeah. So, you know, yeah. That, that wake up call has to happen. For sure. Yeah. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. 
Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Okay, so I want to ask you if you're in a relationship with somebody and you realize, oh, wait, this might be love bombing. How do you, mm-hmm. once you identify it, how do you go forward? Because if I can just give you an example, when I was sure. at the Meadows, Tom and I would send letters to each other. So I got a big package. There was, three items in there, a friendship lamp where you like tap it and it changes colors, um, Bluetooth connected one lamp per Mm -hmm. person. And I was like, Oh my gosh, that's actually a really cool gift. And then the second thing that was in that box was an us magazine. And we were on the front cover in a little square on the top, right. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I've always wanted to be on the cover of a magazine. I didn't think it was going to be like this. But like still cool, right? And then the third item that was in there was a letter. And I was like, okay, I'm going to take this letter with me and read it later. And so eventually I got to reading the letter. And then I started feeling sick to my stomach because the letter was so insulting to me Mm -hmm. and the work that I was doing at this treatment facility. He -hmm. was basically saying, in all the years that I've known you, I've never seen you so dependent on a place. And he was trying to convince me to leave the meadows and come back to him. And I knew that that wasn't right for me for various reasons. But one of them, I expressed to him, like, I, you know, like, I don't think that I'm, Gosh, this is heavy. Um, I don't think I'm safe to myself if I leave right now at this point. And Mm. he tried to convince me to leave anyway. And that's when I really knew that this person does not love me. And this is a love bomb tactic to try to have this control over me. So if somebody is in a position like that, where the light bulb clicks, how do you approach it? Yeah. You can't be afraid to lose what's not good for you. Um, And I think quite often, you know, when, when, when people are in situations like this, where they're being emotionally manipulated, the, the easiest answer is to cut off all communication. That's the easiest thing, but it's also probably the most difficult. Because people in those situations are going to be asking, well, what am I going to lose if I do that? Mom, I'm going to lose. Well, here's the, the bigger question is, how bad can it get if you stay? And the answer to that, it can get really bad because it's already bad. So it can only get worse. At some point, you have to start looking at you. You have to start looking at what's good for you. you know. And this is where you have to become selfish. And I, and I, don't, I don't mean selfish in a negative way. I mean selfish as in self-focused, as in focusing mm-hmm. on what's better for you. Um, if someone is, is, first of all, anytime someone's is, is leading with material gifts or leading with anything except their heart. And I'll tell people all the time, listen, if you, if someone's first overture to you, if they're, if they're first, if the first thing they bring to you is a gift, step back. If the first thing they bring to you is a compliment. Okay. But if the first thing they want to do is for you to get to know them, if they bring vulnerability, if they bring mm-hmm. kindness, if they mm-hmm. bring patience, if they're mm-hmm. giving you room to know them and then they're, giving it, they're, they're taking space to know you, well, then, okay, fine. But if you're coming with things that only s- spell control, 
You know, I'm going to give you this gift. Now you're indebted to me. You know, I'm going to give you this. Now you're indebted to me. You know, and if you want to get rid of that, you can't be afraid of losing. You just can't be afraid of losing. And the only thing that gets rid of fear is knowledge. The only thing that gets rid of fear is knowledge. I was afraid of swimming until I learned how to swim. And I realized, oh, wow, I'm not going to die. Oh, no, I'm not going to drown. Okay, fine. My knowledge got rid of the fear. Yeah. You know, and so once a person is, is doing that to you and you're afraid of losing, think about or have an objective party to help you to see, hey, you know, this person is actually doing this or this or this or this or this. I need you to look at that. Look at the pros and the cons and the cons far outweigh the pros in the situation. Mm-hmm. That knowledge mm-hmm. has to wake you up. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. About, well, my therapist was like, she, she recommended just cutting off all ties. And I was Every like, well, tie. what if I was like, well, I feel like I need to explain to him or like give him a reason why. And she Rachel, was like, Rachel, Rachel, no. no, she was like, no. Okay. Yeah. And so, you know, I just didn't call him again. And I blocked his number and, you know, some people would consider that ghosting. And I think he was hurt by it because, you know, he didn't get any closure. You know, I hate that word. Um, Closure is so overrated. (laughs) Closure is so overrated. I've seen so many people go back into relationships in search of closure. You know, well, we need to we need we need to have closure. We need to have closure. Look, if you want closure, sit down and write a letter to him or type a letter to him and then burn it. If you want closure, you know, sit down and do something that does not involve him. You don't need another person to have closure. I don't need to mm-hmm. go to the person who was injuring me to get closure. Because what's what I'm doing is when I go to them, I'm still creating a new connection. Mm. Mm-hmm. And that new connection is going to need closure. You never yeah. get closure until you close. <laughs> That's the essence That's right. of the word. Closure. Close mm-hmm. it. Shut it. Tighten it. Cut it. Burn the ends. Be done with it. <laughs> okay. That's what real closure is. It's not creating yes. a new connection with that same, you know, detrimental situation. And thinking, well, you know, if we talk about it so we can feel good about it, it and eh, that doesn't work. It doesn't work. Close it. Tell him, this is it. Take care. We out. Deuces. And that's it. Deuces. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's it. And it doesn't mean he's a bad person. It just means that as an ingredient, you're an ingredient, he's an ingredient, you're baking soda, he's vinegar, just doesn't work. I love that analogy. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, do you mind telling us about this app that's in progress? You know, we're, it's so funny because we're on the very verge of that. And this so ties into what we're, what we're talking about, because, you know, when it comes to relationships, there's so many people, Rachel, who are on apps and, you know, I don't know what the percentage is. It was about 19% of people who get married now meet online. I don't know what it is now, but people are swiping left and right. And, and people are feeling disposable. And every time, even on the show, everybody I talk to, they say, I hate dating apps. I hate dating apps. So what are we doing? We're coming out with an app. First of all, it's two applications. And mm-hmm. the applications are, first of all, for the married people, for people in relationships. There's a place where you can actually get resources, ask experts. Uh, there are places where you can find out about parenting, about taking care of aging parents, what have you. That's on the on the couple side. And on the single side, it's a matchmaking service. And what I love about it is that we're not swiping left and right. What you're doing is that you're going to have to answer questions that we give you. And those questions are filled into the algorithm. And then we find one match who's good for you. And that's the only match you're going to see. However, you're not going to see that person. You're going to see an avatar of that person that you create during the onboarding process. And you have to mutually agree to remove that avatar. Remember, the whole idea is getting to know each other from a values-based yes. perspective, uh-huh. not just looking. I mean, you're a pretty girl. I mean, no, they would swipe. They would swipe. I don't know if it's right or left. I don't know what it is. But they would swipe you, yes, 
You know what I mean? But no, we don't want yeah. that. We want people to get to know each other from the inside out. We're trying yeah. to change the game and turn this thing from a meat market to a mate market. That's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And the app is called Marriage Ain't for Punks. That's what's, that's the name of the app. And it's going to be Marriage Ain't for Punks. It Ain't for Punks. And marriageaintforpunks.com is our website. And you can find us on Instagram or what have you, all over the place. We're expecting it to uh, be ready probably within the next uh, 30 days, 30 days or so. Amazing. So it's going to be exciting. Yeah. I love it. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much, Pastor Cal. I'm so grateful to have you on with all your knowledge on everything that we discussed today. I feel like (laughs) we covered a lot. Yeah, yeah. I hope you got something from it. Yeah, I, I definitely did. It was a delight to talk to you. Likewise. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.